0: Welcome to another episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds, and um, we've got a very special returning guest today, followed by a very special newcomer returning for another episode. We got Broward County's famous Lindsay Danae White, aka L. Baby. Hi guys, how are you? And joining us for the first time, a very good friend of mine, my main man, one of the managers at this place I used to do comedy at, my main man, Lou Martinez.
1: Hey, Dan. Hey, Lindsay. Good to be here.
0: Great to have you. Lou is joining us from the West Coast, San Fran.
2: And Sushi's here.
0: Yeah, Sushi's a dog we got the cutest little gremlin face looking pup.
2: Yeah, she's literally right next to <laughs> right next to us. We wish she could talk, but she's just going to listen. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, she's going to observe.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: But yeah, how ironic Lou moved from um one of gate one of the gayest regions in the US to the other one. Well, <laughs> that's right. Oh, from um, South Florida is like the second gayest region after San Fran.
2: Well, are you talking about like Walt Manor's area?
0: No. <laughs> Not,
2: Not, I don't know. What area are you talking about?
0: Well, he you lived in Miami, right? I sure did.
2: I love Man- Miami. I know there's probably a lot of gay people there. There's a lot of gay people everywhere now.
0: Yeah, well, but I mean, we specifically cater to them. Um, we're specifically known as being very gay friendly hubs.
2: Yep. For that sure. is true. I love gay bars. Always fun. Always a good time.
1: Gay bars are perfect for anybody except straight men.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and well,
2: you Wait. could always go with a girl, even though it's a gay bar.
1: Yeah, anyway. and she'll, she'll have fun, but you won't. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's true. Well, there's so many bars in Miami that you don't even have to go to that.
0: Speak, <laughs> speaking of bars, um, as I started to say in the beginning, the way we know Lou is from this bar in Coconut Grove, Miami, called Taurus Beer and Whiskey House. They used to have a Thursday night open mic there years ago. Well, it was always followed by a main show followed by the legend hosted by the legendary South Florida comic Freddie Stebbins I don't know if Lindsay met him either he
2: sounds very familiar and I know that Taurus place all you guys talk about Taurus what what happened to it well
1: so so uh my buddy and I got an opportunity to kind of take over Taurus, my buddy Felipe, he, uh, he and I got a chance to take over this bar called Taurus. Mm. It was the it was, it was it's the oldest bar in Miami. Um, once Tobacco Road closed down, and basically we uh, we both spent a lot of time in the Northeast, like in New York specifically, and we knew that uh, Miami was sort of missing a pub atmosphere, just a place where you could go hang out. You're not going to get fleeced on you know, the price of drinks, that you can have quality stuff, but it's not not too snobby and just friendly staff and stuff like that. Miami was, for some reason, very lacking in that, where if something wasn't fancy, it would dive into a dive bar, right? And uh, we didn't want to do a dive bar. So anyway, P and I, uh, we basically converted um, this rundown shitty bar into one of the most popular places in Miami, and uh, eventually we, we got the uh, sort of the faith from our partners to basically run as many programs as we want, and one of my things that I really wanted to do since the improv the Coconut Grove closed down was to start a comedy night, not I mean not just a, an open mic, but a show, mm-hmm. and I had tried to do comedy nights before, kind of half-assed, <laughs> Not, not exactly half-assed, but not with the full support, monetary and programming-wise, from the the, the the ownership. So I understood that if you had to do it, if you, if you were going to do a comedy night, you had to go full force. So we built a stage, we built a backdrop, we built a sign, we put you know our entire marketing force behind it. We hired Freddie Stevens, and we really gave it uh, we really gave it a lot of life and uh it took off and it's it became the longest running uh weekly comedy show in miami it was fantastic i had a great time i went up on stage several times It was a lot of fun yeah and uh
0: it was a great place that was actually one of my favorite spots to go to i i didn't mind making the 45 minute drive each week um i would get home late from work on thursday nights um And um, I would still get myself ready, drive out 45 minutes so I wouldn't miss the mic. It it was, and it also helped that I knew where to find free parking. There was a section like um, a few blocks down, straight down where they had free parking where you didn't have to worry about finding a spot. But I don't know if many people knew about that area. I seem to always be alone in parking there. (laughs)
2: And then what happened to Taurus?
0: It's still there, I think. uh,
1: It's still still there. I left in uh, February 2017. They did a roast for me, Freddie Stebbins hosted. Uh, It had had Amrit Lee, it had John Gregory, it had Chris Rowe, Dan Weiss was there. Uh, Who else? Radlis Philoctet. Who else was there? It 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 was a phenomenal evening, all these people. Oh, Eric Da Silva and Freddie hosted it, and then uh, Brian O'Leary and Joe Terman produced it. It was it was, it was phenomenal. They they roasted the shit out of me. Uh, but anyway, I left, and about a year after that, my partner and the bigger group um, sort of parted ways. And in in the restaurant bar industry, when you get sort of a, a new takeover they almost always want to take down everything that was there before their time and implement their new, it happens in business all the time. You know, you get a a new manager and they kind of want to prove their way. And so they want to poo poo the stuff that was there beforehand and take credit for their ideas that they then implement. So it, uh, it just happened that way. And, you know, I I don't know, I'm not sure how they're doing, but I I know that all the programs that we, um, initiated are no longer there it's it's a shame but you know things move on things change and what are you gonna
0: do and we were talking about miami being a gay hub um speaking of which freddie stebbins was one of the most embracingly openly gay comics i think on the what? scene he's great <laughs> you don't think he was embracing about it no i don't think he, i didn't think he was gay Oh, you You never knew (laughs) what? Oh, (laughs) yeah. The first time I ever saw him back in like 2011, which was the first year I did comedy. Wow, I can't believe it's been 10 years already. But um, yeah, it was when I saw him as a headliner, and he was in in his cross-dressing costumes and everything came up to me as like a gay Merlin and predicting the future and was telling me that in my future he sees me um molesting children. <laughs> it's
1: funny it's funny you mentioned it. it's the exactly the four year anniversary of, uh, of my last night there of the roast
0: thing <laughs> but yeah um, it was so funny because yeah I'm like wow this guy's really animated the first time I ever saw him and then what's it called i had no idea who he was i just thought he looked like doug stanhope
1: he does a little bit yeah so so we did we did a roast for him with a lot of the same people that i mentioned before and uh it it was kind of during the height of the the game of thrones uh height in probably 2013 or something like that and so my idea was to get him we got him this super fancy chair and uh you know, just to sit at, to be roasted, you know, by the dais. And my instructions to our, uh, our sort of shopkeeper, Keith, was, um, to, uh, we we went out and we bought something like five dildos. And, uh, we had to figure out a way to attach all the dildos to the chair, kind of like in Game of Thrones. And I told, (laughs) what I told Keith specifically was, I do not want him to sit comfortably in this chair unless he's grabbing the dildo. <laughs> Put him in as many places as possible where he has to embrace the dildo as much as possible. And it was uh, it was a phenomenal night. It was great.
0: Yeah, I had so much fun. I still remember what I said about Eric Da Silva. I said, like, now I after seeing Eric, now I know what it would look like if Ernie from Sesame Street joined ISIS.
1: Yeah, yeah eric is great he's in uh, he's in uh, atlanta now i
0: think he is oh wow yeah i was wondering whether or not he was still in miami because i haven't seen him in a long time and i thought maybe he just doesn't come to broward but yeah i didn't know he moved
1: yeah he's in atlanta i know there's a lot of you know just acting and production work going on there and i'm guessing that's why he he moved over there
0: yeah i heard atlanta they're now calling it like black hollywood because it's become the new hub for for showbiz
1: yeah i mean hollywood is it's just they're they're driving all the business out of town so you know like tim robbins and samuel jackson you know they're all like yelling you gotta pay your fair share but they're all hopping on an airplane and headed to vancouver to work for six months because nobody wants to work in california because the uh just the, the, the union jobs are so expensive and all the regulation and everything's just getting squeezed out of here.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I know um, California's poor is like everybody else is rich.
1: Uh, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because there, there is extreme poverty here, um, but there's also ridiculous richness, obviously. What's, what's lacking is really a strong middle class. Because they're all leaving to Nevada and to Austin and to Atlanta and to Miami and Nashville and just getting the hell out of here. Because it's just so prohibitive, the, uh, the taxes and the regulations.
0: Yeah, Nevada is definitely a place I wouldn't want to live. Um, I didn't even like Vegas the one time I visited it. But I
2: mean, after this trip, what else is there to do? Well,
0: that but also... It's all desert. It's like, it's like the most soulless. They they say LA is soulless. I think Vegas is even worse. Well,
1: they got Tahoe. Tahoe's really nice.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's like a few hours away from Vegas, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's probably like eight hours north or something like that.
2: I had fun when I went, but after you're done doing, you know, everything they have to offer which you can do in like three or four days and it's really nothing. But I do have friends that moved from LA to Las Vegas because you can have any animals you want there. I think you could smoke marijuana there freely. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so the, the laws yeah. are, are, are more bent and also all the crazy people that want to make it out in LA so bad. If they can't make it out in LA, they go to Las Vegas as like their last resort kind of thing. And of course, Which? the free sex work workers or the brothel houses. So, oh, they are not free, sister. Oh Please no, me. no, no! I'm talking about uh, being a um, being free of being a sex worker. Like, if you were a sex worker in Florida, you would be arrested. That's what I
1: meant.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. Because yeah, I heard most um, Vegas natives turn out to be either. Gambling addicts, drug addicts, prostitutes are all three of the above.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a Venn diagram where you can do two or three of those at a time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because, yeah, I went there once in 2012 for my brother's bachelor party, and I got to say I was not really a fan of the place. I mean, out of all my travels in the country... I it, I've never seen half as many sketch balls in my life in the U.S. as I did in Vegas.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely a repository for derelict. There's a lot of weirdos out there.
0: Oh yeah, and so many just random pe- like not even entertainers, but people who are randomly dressed up as like different cartoon characters, and they're not being paid to do so. They just do so for like the hell of it. i yeah. i took a picture of a of a guy as garfield drinking a four loco while in the costume <laughs> and there was another guy i remember who had this costume must have been super old he was mickey mouse but the costume looked super pale like it was really worn out and everything <laughs>
1: Costume from like Steamboat Willie? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Except he looked more like a cross between Steamboat Willie and newer Mickey. He looked like he was basically his skin was bleaching, but not quite at Michael Jackson level just yet.
1: Or like the Sammy Sosa level?
0: Yeah.
1: So, how did uh, you and Lindsay cross paths?
0: since she was 17, right?
2: Yeah, I would say. And you know what? Like it. I, me and Dan were talking about this the other day. Like, yeah, we did meet at a party, but it's inevitable that me and Dan would have met no matter what in our lifetime because all of Dan's friends are my friends. And I already go to the comedy scene, so if I didn't meet him like at a random party, I would have met him through Alfred. I would have met him, you know, when I went to a comedy club. I mean, there's so many ways I would have just met Dan. <laughs> like, there's no way I couldn't have not met him. But yeah, Dan, you tell him the story. Oh
0: God, uh, yeah, I first met her in 2008, and I still get to this day. Can't believe this. My first attempt at meeting her was making the huge epic fail of um trying to compliment her while I was super drunk and high to the point my speech was super slurred. Um I had seen a bunch Let's of Let's
1: hear it. Let's
0: hear it. Yeah, I'd seen oh, a, the line. I'd seen a bunch of really like um glamorous pictures of her before I met her. And so I went up to her and I was trying to say it's easy to take great photos when the camera loves somebody as clearly as it loves you as much as it clearly loves you and of course when i said it and she gave me like one of those looks like who the fuck are you creeper
2: But I think after that, we became really good friends because we just kept going to the same parties. And I think DJ Dave, which was a really good friend of Dan's and mine, we just, that's how we all became good friends. But you've he's calling, so we're about to put him on the line. All right. So explain that.
0: But yeah, um, what's it called? Hello. So basically, that was my first attempt at meeting her. And I remember I was so embarrassed to the point that I... um what's it called, didn't speak for the rest of the night. Each time somebody asked me a question, if Lindsay was around, I would give, like, a very short answer because I didn't want to make an even bigger fool of myself than I already had.
1: Well,
0: who has it? But yeah, and... What's it called? I remember at that point I was interested in psychology and another female friend of hers was having some trouble that night and Al looks at me. He's like, you have any advice to give her? But Lindsay was still around and I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I should talk anymore tonight.
2: <laughs> so tell them that Ari's Oh before.
0: yeah. So we've just got another very new special newcomer guest joining us from New York City, I believe. Um, our man Ari, I'm drawing a blank on your last name, Ari. Oh, great. I'm Robert
1: Pempleton, a pandemic prisoner from Nova York. And I want human rights.
0: Hold on, real quick. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. We've got a few dogs fighting in the back. It sounds like Ari's all- being mauled by some
1: dogs. No. I'm yeah.
0: It- <laughs> See what she did Ori. as soon as you get on the line they start attacking each other What the hell talk about New Yorkers. What are
1: you? I can hear
0: But yeah, um, what's it called? Um, can't say that I blame the dogs too much. Um, the, I mean, it's been over 10 years since I was last in New York, but I got to say each time I was in New York, I was not impressed with the people in a good way either. Yeah. Well, and talk about high strung individuals. I mean, um, New Yorkers, I was afraid to even turn around and accidentally glance at any of them because anytime you so much as glance at any of them, they immediately it ha- give you the already preemptive what the fuck are you looking at face.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, oh, yeah, so um Ari, what have you encountered any experiences like that, or is there things we don't know about you in terms of your aggression? <laughs> um, yeah, I've been known
1: to turn every now and then. Um, but yeah, New Yorkers are New Yorkers are cool, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes as far as aggression, you know, I might want to like. You know, shoot at some pigeons. If there's a bunch that i brought together, I like to shoot uh, a slingshot at them.
0: Hey, a slingshot, huh? I figured that New Yorkers knew how to block a swing, a slingshot with their bare palm.
2: Well, he's not originally from New York. I think they're they're both from Cali. No, they're not both from Cali, right?
0: Ari, only you can answer that for yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn would be considered Kings County. And then there's Queens. But it's fucking freezing out here, man. I, I, need to, I need to fly down south for the winter. Lou, you know, like a pumpkin, you
0: know? Lou what's the weather like in San Fran? <laughs>
1: South of San Fran in uh, mm-hmm. Silicon Valley and really you can't complain too much because it's like the dead of winter but it's still like in the 60s and it's it's not bad at all, it, gets, it warms up so one thing Cali has is looks and weather Like it's a, it's a very pretty place
0: to live yeah it's very pretty and there's well in both New York and um, Cali tons of so many top notch professionals but it's just so expensive and so cutthroat in both places that it gets to the point where it's almost like, okay, you have to be like the Wolf of Wall Street type personality if you want to make it in those places. It's like if you're, you can't be a person who cares about other people's feelings in terms of screwing them over.
1: Yeah, you got to be a little sociopathic if you want uh, to really get ahead.
0: Yeah, I don't think I could ever do that. I think my conscience would eat at me way too much every day. Yeah. Who would have thought you were a worrier, Dan? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm... Um- Uh, yeah speaking of which lou um was actually a manager back in the days when my comedy was a lot more inflammatory than it is now i mean people think it's inflammatory now he's heard much worse come out of my mouth dan to call your comedy inflammatory is an insult
1: to flames
0: i mean it was it was something else man he'd go up there and Sometimes his mom would be in the crowd
1: and he would just say the most ruthless vile shit, man. He would it was instead of laughing a lot of times, people would just gasp in disbelief at what was coming out of this angry little Jew's
0: mouth. <laughs> yeah, including I would say the most horrible things about my mother. I I don't think Eminem said anything as mean about his mother as I would say about mine while I was on stage with her there
1: seriously. you talk about
0: her vagina, which is, you know. Yeah, I mean, M would talk about stealing pills from his mother. I think I would surpass that in some of the things I would say about mine. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, and, um, I am kind of surprised that I didn't get myself killed for some of the risque culture humor that I used to tell back then. Like, um, Last year, because of everything that happened on the news, I have I can't tell so many of the cultural jokes I used to tell back then. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to get canceled before
1: you've
0: made it. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Like, I used to tell jokes about Acunta Kente in the Root series, but I They would be, like, the most ruthless jokes about that series. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a hate crime. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wouldn't live long enough to get charged with a hate crime. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Ari, um, Ari was mentioning that he, um had just recently heard about Screech's death, and he was jealous he heard Lindsay and I got to meet him a few years ago.
1: Yeah, I love that picture you guys took, man. Like, what what
2: happened that
0: night? Oh, oh
2: God. Where do you want to begin?
0: Well, um, to start off how we knew about it, um, me being a huge, huge Save-by-the-Bell fanatic since I was a little kid... Um, <laughs> i um all of a sudden but yeah the day before he came i randomly i was at work and i randomly get a private message on my facebook from a buddy of mine a comic buddy on the scene and then i click on it thinking nothing of it i see come down to this open mic venue tomorrow dustin diamond's going to be performing there and he's going to be hanging out with the comics and I just like in busted and not in my mind. I'm like <laughs> I, I, Yeah. Yeah, I'm Ari, like Ari, what he's not telling you is that they had both been stuffed into the same locker at but, the uh Fort Lauderdale improv. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you guys get really close to the stars out there. I've noticed. I've seen on your Instagram and stuff. So. Yeah. I,
2: I I'm very good at you? I'm very good at uh finding You know celebrities and we go and we support them and then we meet them but yeah, i guess it stands in the business it's just like the law of attraction thing but there's so much to tell about meeting dustin diamond i mean i don't even know where to begin because like i i told you before when we went it was he had two shows the first one i heard had a lot of people the second one it was just me dan and well no a woman there, there was a lot of people yeah there, but there was, was no dan it was just me you and a woman i don't care how you want to look at it there, there was no other people yeah no
0: there was still a bunch but it wasn't jam-packed like it was for the first show but
2: i don't i don't buy, i don't buy that That's not what i saw but yo <laughs>
0: but yeah so anyway um I knew what my plans were. I dragged Lindsay along and um, I went there wearing my Kelly Kapowski t shirt and everything. Um, It was funny. I purposely sat us right in front of the stage, knowing he would interact with us throughout, which he did. Um, At one point, he mentions my shirt. He's like, You better not be wearing Screech Boxers or this fucking set's over.
2: (laughs) and then when he saw us together what did he say
0: oh yeah he's he's like to me how the fuck did you manage to get with her you must be hung like a fucking dragon dude
1: that's an epic joke right there speech is a fucking legend
0: man oh i love and he was and he was surprisingly a really cool guy too like after the negative tabloids before that, I was so worried that my childhood was going to be ruined from meeting him, and that. but I was so pleasantly surprised to discover that he was actually a really chill guy. He was really cool. Yeah,
1: I thought your childhood was ruined
0: from all the molestations. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't let that ruin me. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: should have had streaks sign your shirt. He did.
0: He did. Yeah, you yeah he's...
1: A lot of Your or sign Lindsay's boobs.
2: He yeah. did say something about my boobs. I just don't remember. But like I told you before, remember Dan when he took my phone to take a picture of all three of us? He puts it in his pants, rubs it on his dick, and then my phone went turned back on. Oh yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> he literally killed my phone. No, it didn't. It didn't really do that. I, I had, Yes, know. I swear to God, I, I had a shitty Samsung phone that was like maybe like a $250 phone. It wasn't an iPhone. But I remember later that night, it just turned black, like the screen of death. So I'm like, what the hell? I think we can
1: scratch Samsung, Samsung off of our list of potential. As really as stuff.
0: Stuff. But <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he said he was going to yeah. take a picture with her phone and then said... First, he puts it in his pants and rubs it against his dick before actually taking a picture.
2: Oh,
0: my God. I, I was like, hey, you should feel honored. I mean, how many people can say their phone's been up against Screech's balls?
2: <laughs>
0: I'll pass, but whatever. All right, I just got to reset um the half-hour mark because, yeah, it's up on the half-hour mark.